man i'm uh i'm really pushing for this whole uh full-time comedian thing man i really i really want this bro so i'm you know i'm i'm grinding joey i'm out here baby yeah uh good luck with it man put some content out man that's all we can do dude is just keep putting content out and keep trying to write and that's what it seems like try to be funny bro and try to uh you know yeah yeah yeah, really open yourself up to different avenues all that yes dude exactly shit yeah you have to good way to put it i left you in the lobby there for a while i'm sorry about that that's all right i wasn't here too long okay cool dude how (laughs) how's the sunday in nashville baby this is is good i took uh i took some mushrooms this morning so that's amazing yeah a little spacey dude i did uh i did a podcast on mushrooms with uh i won't say who but i did a podcast with a few comedians uh uh this won't come out for like a month so no one will really know who it was exactly but okay i did them on friday and it was so fun joe i mean dude like just breathtaking bro just a few just a little you know not like too much but enough you know to where it was like it was just a good time bro we didn't yeah we didn't say that we were on them but i guess the the jig is up now hopefully excuse me people in the comment section try to (laughs) I hope you, you guys can play a game out of it where they try to guess which podcast I was on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have to watch the backlog now. It, yeah, it'll probably be easy to tell. Anyone who has taken mushrooms will definitely be able to tell. Yeah. Or anybody who just regularly listens to you. Yeah. It's so funny. when I used to, I used to do like a, a game, I guess, where I would take acid and then go see if anybody would ever figure out that I was on acid. Oh yeah, I like the microdose. I did. Yeah, I did it for yeah. a while. At uh, at one point, I think I just fixed the audio. It sounds a lot cleaner now, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh shit, dude! You know, I left the stage door open. Will you give me a second? Yeah. Okay. Do what you got to do, man. I got your lighter too. Yeah, man. If you ever get a gig up here in Ohio, you got to come check out the studio, dude. Yeah, I'm going to be up in uh, Cincinnati sometime in August. It's like I'm 40, supposed to 45 be. 45 minutes from here. Okay. Yeah, dude, Dayton's like 45, maybe 50 minutes if you hit a little traffic. Yeah, We're yeah. Right downtown. I'll hit you up then because maybe I'm trying to maybe do like a show in front of that one or, or something like that. That'd be awesome. Somewhere maybe. around, yeah. not necessarily Cincinnati, but then I'll be up in Michigan seeing family fucking off in Detroit. They opened a new club up there, so. Hell yeah. I'd like to check that out. The House of Comedy's now up there. I think That's Comedy Bar is thinking about opening one in Detroit, too. So uh, Detroit dude. has no clubs right now, and they're about to get two. So that's pretty the good. Market. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. untapped, and we know how well comedy is doing. It's on an upswing right now. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> it seems to be the second big wave is kind of bubbling up right now, dude. This, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that, like, you and I know and see that kind of, like, over the last couple of years, like, I've watched you develop online, and you probably, maybe me the same, and there's a lot of people that are also a little bit higher up and even more higher up than us, but you can kind of see the people who are, like, consistent and who are kind of, like, starting to get opportunities, and I think it's cool, man. I'm glad that there's a new wave and, like, a new, kind of a new upswing in comedy going on with, like, a Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, people just kind of... I know just being able to do your own shit is helpful. And as long as you're doing something, you know, there's a lot of people who do put in, you know, put in work or whatever, but they don't really, they don't even put in the work. They've just been doing the shit for a long time and don't put in any work and then bitch about who's doing what and why they aren't getting shit. And it's like, you don't do anything, you know, even if it's not good, you know what I mean? As long as you're doing something, it's like building a portfolio 
So when the time comes, you know, you'll have shit to show somebody you'll have, you'll show yes. people that you are capable of doing other things outside of standup, which if you're trying to make just a living doing straight standup, good fucking luck. Yeah. Standup is also, I mean, <laughs> even at this point at my level and probably your level, the podcast is secondary too. It's like, we have to have other businesses and other streams of income, but as that grows and as you know, we grow and we get into different markets, obviously our followings will grow and, and those will convert. Hopefully if we're smart enough to, you know, not take away from our creativity while also being business minded and trying to make a living, you know? Yeah. I'm terrible. Fine at all line. That shit. I'm all so right. bad at all that other shit. I like getting on stage and doing stand up, and I think I do pretty okay at that, yeah. but every other aspect of what it is to make comedy a business i am dog shit at yeah i'm terrible at it. i just don't really care i could i'm fairly organized or whatever but it's like i don't want to i've tried to sell shirts i can never fucking i just don't i'm just not a salesman i guess i'll have a bag of shirts and just lug them around to shows and not tell anybody that i have them do you think that like uh it's terrible do you think that you have like imposter syndrome or you know what I mean? Like sometimes like you feel like do you not believe in the merch or the idea of the joke on the shirt or like what do you think exactly is holding you back when it comes to because I've been there too, but only when I was like earlier in my comedy career or maybe when I was a musician when I used to do music, but I didn't really like I didn't really like love it or I didn't think I was the best, but I just did it. And uh, I think there was a lot of times it held me back from sharing myself because I didn't think I was good enough. And at that time, maybe I wasn't. You know what I mean? But I think that now I'm just trying to grow and feel confident enough to share my stuff. But yeah, I was just wondering, like, what do you think it is like inside you? You think it's taken away from the creativity because you're making money? I don't think so. I don't think that's it at all. I genuinely think I just don't care enough to make money in that way. Okay. You know, when I was living in my van and like, I really, when shirt money was like, pretty important as far as like gas money and shit like that like getting yes. to the next place i seem to get it together a little bit but i just don't i just really don't i just don't care to do it like i did a show in up in uh like like an hour north of seattle and did mushrooms on that show and it went great and everybody wanted to buy shirts but it was like Everyone just had, I just gave them away just because I was like, I feel like there's an even trade here somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas mm -hmm. like, I feel like you guys got something or like I got something out of you. So here's a shirt, but I just, yeah, I probably missed out on like 200 bucks that night just because I just didn't want to deal with any of it, dude. Yeah. I just don't like it. I like seeing people's smiles. I think that's like, I just found that very rewarding. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, not good. It's thing. not good for business. No. It's yeah, not no. a bad thing, but no, you're not going to make any fucking it's... money this way. It doesn't matter if it's always good for business, you know, as we grow, we get more door money, we get more opportunities yeah. for like acting and other, there's other avenues for sure. And we all got our hustles, right? Like I do, I do, I produce media for other people like on the side and I also have a full-time gig. So it's like, we all have our little hustle hand. We have to as comics, right? You gotta be a little Swiss army knife. I, I use that, uh, yeah. that expression yeah. a lot. My buddy, Billy DeVore said that when he came on my podcast and he was Billy's like, good people. I know wow. Billy. I love Billy. He's the chili yeah. Billy chili, man. He's the chili master. But, uh, yeah, dude, he said this and it just rings true. And I say, I say it all the time now, like you gotta be a Swiss army knife of a person to make it in any business. So yeah. comedy is no mm -hmm. exception. You know, we gotta, we gotta kind of tackle everything and we are a one man band or woman. Um, 
whatever you are uh, as in the beginning and this is the beginning this is the journey when we're struggling it's the best man you know it sucks now in the moment right but like when we i'm sure that when once we gain more success we'll look back on these times like man all those times when i didn't want to sell shirts now you have you know you have people working your merch booth where you don't have to really deal with that and there's levels to it bro and you're definitely working i see you out here and you uh you know you you've got a lot of relationships with um comics that are well known in the industry too and that's going to help you out you know as you grow yeah at some point when it when some point when it matters yeah i think when i kind of figure out what it is that uh that i'm trying to do with all this i guess yeah because you know i because it's like i don't there are people who definitely could probably could help me out a little bit, but I don't know what to ask them for right now. You know what I mean? I think just building up your following and then eventually turning those people into either patrons or people who buy tickets to your concert and, and, and buy your merch in exchange for you giving out your time and energy and creating this free project that you give them every week. It'd be cool to have a little something in return, you know, and that's not to say that you're greedy or money hungry. You just, uh, you're a starving artist. We, we all are for a long time. Right. It's no overnight success. Right. But I was yeah. just saying that I recognize that I see you working and building these relationships and you're, you're down there, bro. And you're, you're on a huge comeback right now. So I, I appreciate it. Yeah. It's good to be uh, back here. I really don't know what I was doing in Atlanta towards the end there. It's just like, what the fuck a vision. am I even doing here? You know, hey, we got to go through struggles in life and we got to figure stuff out, man. And that's the beauty of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dude, tell me about we were talking about just relationships with other comics. I remember a while back, um, I we were on because we're Facebook friends and you made a post uh, or no, you didn't make a post. I think I might have hit you up, but I saw something in somebody's somebody mentioned you in a podcast and it was about like a big podcast. I don't know if Michael Rappaport or something. I don't know where it got shared. But it was something a big piece of media. And I was like, dude, I know Joe Kelly. I was like, we're friends on Facebook. So I got on your uh, your page or whatever, and I asked you about it. And uh, basically, I want you to share the story, but you basically gave Theo Vaughn your pants. I gave right? Theo Vaughn my pants, my only pair of – I had like – yeah, this was in – What the fuck? <laughs> 2017. I was living out of my, my minivan at that point in time. And so you he know, didn't have pants. He just showed up. We were doing a weekend in Huntsville at Stand Up Live. Okay. I was like, yeah, I like just, I was over on the West Coast for about a year. I was up in Seattle, like fucking off and uh, came back over here. But that's, yeah, that's how that all got linked up together. But yeah, he showed up for a whole weekend, showed up Thursday night for the Thursday show and just had like sweatpants. And that was like it. And for some, for some reason, forgot to bring, had shirts, had everything else, but didn't pack a single pair of pants <laughs> at all. Theo's like, he is that dude you know what i mean yeah. like like his podcast and everything like yeah he's he's, got- a, he's he is that dude he's real he's funny as fuck dude yeah that dude's a wild man but dude, very I love, fun i but, love watching him for sure yeah and it's fun that he's here so it's fun to be able to kind of check him out here and there but uh at that point i only guess i only had one pair of pants i had my like show pants that i'd wear other than that i was wearing like cargo shorts and gym shorts or whatever shit I had some old musty backup jeans, but I just did my set, brought up the feature, 
went and got my shitty jeans and gave Theo my show jeans <laughs> and then put my musty jeans on to bring him up. <laughs> so it just, so they just, they just happened to fit, you know? It's so weird that like the audience, you know, I wonder if anyone was maybe too drunk of that by that time in the show, right? Towards the very end of a show, you know what I mean? You've had a few in you and you might not notice, but it's just so. You think you would notice. You think you would notice the, the wardrobe change, you know? But oh, I, nobody, yeah. I don't think anybody did. I don't What's think. that called continuity. Yeah. 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 Like there's a, it's the continuity's off. It's like it's deep in their subconscious the next day they woke up like that motherfucker had different pants on, right? But in their yeah. fucking stupor, like with cheese sticks but, in their throat, they don't they don't know how to vocalize it. Are you really looking at someone's pants if you're watching them do stand up though? No, I mean at first, right, you do like kind of glance up and down. I would say they give us a good up and down, but yeah, at that point they're kinda of like locked in with your face and your voice and other like body language things to where um, they're comfortable enough to maybe you can get away with it, I guess. Just, I, maybe. I just don't all think... weekend? You guys had to change pants all weekend? No, he went to the store the <laughs> next day. And, and I would got, love it if you were like, it was for three pants. weeks on the tour. Yeah, if he was like really str struggling Marshalls, back then. One old Navy. He just had... <laughs> we were in the stick, so it's my pants. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. It wasn't... It's... Yeah. He always, he always, anytime someone brings me up, he just meant, he seems to mention that, that yeah. I let him, he never forgot that I, uh, I let him borrow, him. Uh, borrow my pants. He hasn't done a goddamn thing to help me in comedy. Well, but... he mentioned you on his podcast. I'm pretty sure that's how I heard about this bit. Oh, I'm just fucking rough. You should tell that story, dude. Ah, there's no, I don't think there's anything to tell. Anytime I feel like it's so lackluster when I it's talk about interesting, it. and then you can embellish it a little bit because you're a performer oh, yeah. and you fuck around so. and play around. Oh, uh, yeah, I it's didn't think about that. It's interesting enough to where you'll get people's attention, and then you could be like, Yeah, and then I sucked his dick or whatever, something However, like that. Yeah, whatever left turn you can figure out, you know what I mean? But I need a Theo Vaughn bit. That's good, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I know think, a lot of I think you're on to something. I think like, you really genuinely Hannibal are. Hannibal Burrs had a Bill Cosby bit. You know what I'm yeah, yeah. That's fucking like, click. That's at least clickbait for sure. That's what I'm saying. Clickbaity, you could just burn it. You know, that's good. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's something to it. Maybe I'll work on a Theo, Theo wearing my pants. In my head, I thought you'd already done it for whatever. No, nah, dude. I, I was just no. holding on to it for you so we could share this idea, and then you could. It never crossed my mind to even tell anybody about it. Oh, yeah, because he mentioned it, and if he thought if it stuck in his head enough, like, he thought that was a funny or interesting story. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought it was a good thing to do. I guess yeah, I don't fucking know. I think that's amazing, bro. For sure, you gotta you gotta talk it up and just embellish it a little bit. And like, yeah, I feel like I need somebody like you in my life a little bit more, a little bit more business minded, because you're always you got a little bit more structure to how you operate, I guess. Well, I'm always here, buddy. You got we got oh, we hell got yeah. phone numbers, and, <laughs> and, and now we can now we can share podcasts and we can share each other's stuff. Did, did you know that Instagram just recently made it to where like. If you do a podcast with me or whatever, or someone comes on the show, um, which I have a, a I have a, a someone big coming on next month. I don't want to burn. I don't know. This won't be out till probably about then. I'll tell you right now. Since you're a Nashville boy, you'll appreciate this. Let's but do I, it. I'm doing Jelly Roll next month. He's in oh hell yeah, dude! Is that crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I know a friend of a friend, and actually one of the people who works for his management team is a stand up. And I met him through a friend, my friend Bubby Galloway. Um, do you know who Bubby Galloway is? I don't know who that is, no. So he signed with Mako Music, which is Bravo Gators' record label. And so they're associated with Jelly. Anyway, my friend Bubby did a song with Jelly Roll, and that's kind of how Bravo had heard of him, and then they signed him. And uh, 
Bobby introduced me to Jonathan through that kind of the internet because Jonathan actually lives in Nashville, and I thought yeah. it would be a good connect for you to have too because he like works with he works with those guys in music, but he's just getting back into stand up. And uh, he, yeah, dude, he's a, he's a really cool guy. I had him on the pod. He's the only other guest that I think I've had Zoom also besides you. And uh, I love Tennessee, by the Jonathan way. Jonathan Craig? Yes, you know Jonathan yeah, Craig? Yeah, I, I know Jonathan pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I knew him when cool he was back in the, when he was in Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, so he used to work for uh, Zanies, right, when they opened in Alabama. In Huntsville. Yeah. He, he he I thought he, he, I think he used to live down there, then yeah, moved so up to was, Nashville, and then yeah. started working at the club in Huntsville, and then came back up this way, and now he's yes. doing shit with Jelly Roll. Yeah, I like his story because he actually started off as an independent producer of shows of comedy in the area, yeah. and he was doing so well, the clubs had to hire him. So I was like, I like Jonathan. He's a cool guy to know for sure. So, dude, you need to talk to him, man, because you guys are so close, and he's got like a new... Uh, internet tv show or some kind of stand-up thing that he's starting to produce down there i don't know if it's improv or they're it's kind of like snl something like that um so i don't i'm hoping i'm not spoiling that because he told me that in a private message <laughs> i hope i'm not brokeryshering shit right now and just spilling the beans but uh yeah as long as nothing happens with the jelly thing man uh J jonathan told me he's going to coordinate that for me and that we're actually going to do like a jelly bowl jelly jelly bowl a jelly bowl tour <laughs> bus edition so i'm gonna go on a tour bus when he comes to ohio and hang out for a few hours and we're gonna do the interview on the uh on the tour bus i need to buy some lav mics man but i'm gonna bring these gopros and some lights and i think we're gonna be straight dude man that's dope i'm excited dude but have you had anybody i like like that not, i guess a celebrity in a way okay no. and the day before that i'm actually getting someone who i was really excited about this too it's another rapper but bez believe is coming to dayton to do a show okay and the guy who owns the studio i work out of he uh kind of he coordinated that show with bez and the local music um venue and so bez is going to do my podcast while he's in town and he has like three hundred thousand, and a half a million followers on facebook so that would be a good look if he shares this too you know what i mean because so cause i kind of have some affiliates with musical artists too and sometimes it's like I get bored talking to my comic friends from around Dayton. So that's why it's nice to talk to either rappers or either people, other comics from outside of my, my immediate circle. You know what I mean? Like it's fun to be able to pick people's brains and stuff and like expand their network, bro. That's what you should do too, bro. Like you got a studio right there. And uh, there's so many different like networks now, like websites where we can get on and they just, you pay like a fee, like 20 bucks a month. And they'll just give you like authors and comedians and writers and YouTubers and other people who are looking to interview on podcasts because they're with agencies and you pay a little bit of a fee, bro. And you get a couple of those bigger guests doing Skype every month and just listen back to them, do some good write-ups and clips, bro. Like I'm telling you, man, I've only been doing this for like maybe a year now. And like it started off in my living room and then I kind of like had a met, met Chris and kind of already had a relationship with him. And then, um, I think other studios are always looking for people who know how to run equipment and stuff, bro. And you got a knack for it because you're obviously a podcaster. You know what I'm saying? You've figured out how to do audio and stuff, right? Yeah. Buy yeah. audio or anything? At... Or how to, what's your background as far as like audio and video? Dude, I went to a fucking radio school. Oh my God. Out of college in Southfield, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. I've worked at, I worked in like radio at, at like terrestrial radio stations for like six years or something like that. I was in upstate New York like dc yeah. for a couple years when i first moved right. here i was doing some shit here too that must have been a fun experience traveling and stuff like that and doing radio dude was that kind of or was that when you got out doing work that's oh. when i got out i worked at a station in flint michigan 
or a minute. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's always been bad. Yeah, it's always been absolutely terrible. Yeah, yeah it's it's shitty, but it is what it is. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a broke city. It's like a it's like a modern ghost town. If you go, my family still lives up that way. Okay. So it's like going back. It's like everything's just boarded up and like abandoned and shit like that. It's pretty wild. That's crazy. It's on yeah. up, hopefully it's on an upswing. I mean, the Midwest, people are buying a lot of property here. They're tearing down old buildings here in Ohio, at least like everything's getting taken left and right. Like as far as like uh, residentials and like business properties, it seems to be, there seems to be so much more construction around here lately in the Midwest. Yeah. Just traveling through here doing shows. Um, I don't down, know. I don't downtown know Flint's kind of popping really yeah Yeah, a little bit yeah they've yeah they've made like the downtown like just kind of like the businesses and restaurants are like nice and hip they used to do some comedy down there but uh i i guess the room got too too many people in there the dude was like punk rock about running the show so once people started to show up that he didn't like he just pulled the plug on the whole fucking show Oh wow! Instead of like passing it along, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Do yeah. that yeah. in the comics so often where we get a good spot and then we're like, oh man, you guys gotta check this. But we blow it up by telling other comics, even though we want to share and we want to have fun and we all want to see. It's like we want to finger paint with our friends. Yeah, <laughs> we want to yeah. tell them, you know. But then we we tell them we blow the fucking spot up. Yep, that's uh in Atlanta. Like right after the pandemic, there was like there was really nowhere that had opened up really. So there's like this small independent theater that popped up. These couple of these younger comics started running shows there and then word got out. And now all of a sudden they were trying to run like seven shows at this one venue in three days. And it's like, and then all the shows just fell to shit. No one could get an audience anymore. It's like, Oh, you guys, why would you do that? They saturated the market. They said, yeah, it was the only place too. So it was just like, Oh, they fucked it up. They burned it down. The shows from then they were great for a minute. And then, like, by the time I left, there was, like, three people at those shows, you know? Yeah. They just burnt it down. That happens so much, man. Or yeah. Here, even here where we're at in Dayton, um, in Ohio, man, uh, sometimes comics, they're, like, underprepared and, like, under – they're not good, basically, right? They're not good. They're new. They're too new. They'll say things, like, that are offensive – and not they're trying to say a joke but they just don't have delivery yet you know what i mean yeah they don't have timing yet and they're saying things that are people are taking offensive and we're just getting mics canceled there's a couple of them just this year that that happened where it was someone it might have been their first time on stage like none of us local people who work the clubs associate with these people we're here to practice our new shit you know what i mean like we just worked all day or whatever and we're trying to just do our jokes and go home and then there's this person who we obviously want to encourage because it's a newer person and they're they're coming up and they're younger, but it's like, whose side do you take? It's like, you want to take the comic side, but at the same time, if the venue shuts you down, you don't want to be looked at as the type of person who's like down for racist or anti homophobic, you know what I mean? Hom- homophobic stuff or anti-Semitic. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to be known for that. And like, I don't think comedy ever comes from a place like that, but I think that right now people more than ever are uh, kind of entitled to be offended. If that makes sense. Yeah, very much so. Offended, soft. Yeah, and also it's like, Soft. it's an open mic. You know what I mean? Like sure. it's anybody, it's anybody can come and before. say whatever they want. Like that's wow. the whole idea of the open mic. And right, I like when I like 
seeing a crazy person wander into an open mic and get on stage <laughs> with a newspaper hat they, whatever it is they're <laughs> trying to do trying to do some weird character or some shit like that and or you know trying to somehow deal with repressed memories or whatever the fuck it is they're doing people just losing their minds show yeah. up once you never see them again you know but they leave you with something a little bit special yeah, they do, man. There was this older dude that had Parkinson's disease, and he came around for a while at that same open at that same open mic. And this uh, this orderly from the nursing home would come with him, and he would try to do his hacky stand up too. You know, neither one of them had ever done it before, but it was really, I think it was cool of the dude, the nurse, whoever that guy was, who was coming and doing his hacky bits with the, the guy. Like that was really sweet. You know what I mean? Like I just thought of that. I never really shared it with anybody, but. I thought that that was crazy. Sometimes you see people that are like not so though. Like you were a little bit. I can yeah. I can more so identify with the fact that it's like mostly crazy people and then a couple people like maybe you and I and other people that we know that we that that, that work in the business that are like just crazy enough to tell jokes and like not really have an ego, but then like you know what I mean? Then there's that like next level crazy people who like can't really function in society and they're yeah. like I've always wanted to try this. They're like, how old are you? They're like, I'm 99 years old. And yeah. I just wanted, yeah. you know, I'm going to be big. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't so know if you got it, but. You can put your name on this list and, <laughs> and do comedy for 20 other people who are also doing comedy and not even paying attention and smoking yeah. cigarettes. And it's like, you know. It's your make a wish. It's almost like a bucket yeah. list for, for a lot of people. More people want to make it a bucket list item than actually want to work in the business i'd say yeah and that's staggering statistic that we're discovering together right now no i don't think so i think that i think that would be that's a new idea to me at least oh I, yeah. it's real, yeah. right? like there's more people that probably try it just to say they did it than actually people who want to take it serious and yeah yeah i think that too it's also like a death wish if you go on stage in front of comics and go i'm just doing this off a dare or because you know it's a bucket list thing right because there's people who are there every fucking night and it's like oh you're wasting my time now you know it takes I mean? away from us but you know what it also does and look zoom just came and said we only have 10 minutes i don't usually do zoom like i said so i wasn't uh, yeah, yeah. i'm glad that it popped up on the screen though so it didn't cut us out but what i want to say about that real quick what was the last i didn't even episode? notice that no, oh, talking about bucket lists and open mics and I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Yeah, oh, what it does do, though, is sometimes it's really good crowd work to have some interesting person who's never done comedy go up and say, like, not really say a joke. And then you just say that you actually tell the joke how it should have been told or you just give a different take on what they were saying. And it's funnier in the moment, like his crowd work. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really cool for those assholes who show up. That's about the only thing we get out of it is kind of <laughs> we're trying to who are trying to get I, I want to get a couple sets in before friday get the yeah. fuck out of here yeah dude yeah <laughs> it's dirty yeah. of us motherfucker <laughs> it's like it's like junkie shit sometimes yeah you know, dude where it's like i just want more yeah i'll, I'll fucking go one more place for to do another minute and a half you know yeah <laughs> yeah here it's we just go. like oh oh at what point is that a problem you know and they should practice in the mirror first i say that's good advice to all you young comics out there uh, well, Joe Kelly, I hate to I hate to cut this short, man. Um, You're good, man. I just, dude, I just pulled an eight hour shift at the studio, man. My MacBook crashed, so I have to come here and edit now. I uh, I got one podcast I edited today, put it out, and then I just recorded three today total. You're my third guest, so you got a big ass monitor, dude. That thing's dude. fucking huge. Oh, uh, behind me or this uh, the Mac? That one, the Mac. That thing's yeah, fucking dude, massive. This, this is Chris, the owner's Mac. He's a uh, 
mine burnt up dude my macbook i got 40 episodes out of it so thank you apple i loved it i had it for four years <laughs> it was a great motherfucking computer but um dude i've had a busy day bro but it was like a blessing to talk to you um I've, i think we had a really uh, good hell yeah dude. Dude. we got to do this again you, yeah we, we don't have to just podcast and talk man i love having friends in in the comedy industry too just like other people who are like-minded like only certain people understand like what a real like a what a real sad clown <laughs> really is, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. what we all are. We're just like sad clowns, just pretend, just making the. Uh, we're kind of making the world happy because because we're not happy, but that's okay. Because you know, if you can hold it together long enough to to be able to learn how to be a comic, it's a fucking good experience, dude, for sure. Yeah, and there is something about uh, maybe giving the happiness that gives you a little bit back, you know. I love that idea, dude. Yeah, it does. It gives you something back. It gives them something and it gives you something. It gives us something back without asking. Like, we don't ask for the, the good feeling. Oh, that's an interesting point, man. Damn, it, this is a good thing to end on. It's like, we don't ask for the good feeling that, um, like, at first, at least. We don't really ask the universe for the good feeling that it gives us whenever we make people laugh off of an idea that we created in our head. Right. We don't even know how to ask for it. And that's why we don't know how to describe it. Well, when you're up there and you really feel it and it happens, it's fucking amazing. You know, it's like it's that gut feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you don't ask, then it feels better because, you, you know, you just know it's like oppor opportunity meets preparation. Hell yeah, dude. Did you freeze? Hell yeah. No, no, I did in my uh, my it's mind. Like a huge joint. <laughs> When we first started this, I'm still really high. Yeah, dude, I'm uh, still the the mushrooms are still kind of got me a little bit hazy today, and I have been smoking weed as well. Man, well, dude, I really had a good time talking to you. We're gonna talk before the next time I put this out. It won't be out for like a month, maybe. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I get a couple of them in the can, so I don't have to come to the studio every weekend. You know, I'll holler at you. We'll, I'll set. I'll hit you up whenever I'm coming up that way to Ohio. At least, at the very least, yeah, if you yeah. can't do a show, I'll stop through Dayton and say hey, whatever. That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, come come through. Um, definitely do that. Definitely come through the studio, bro. Um, and let me know if you uh, if you do end up getting a show. Maybe I'll come out and do a guest spot or something. Just come yeah. out or or whatever, bro. Me, maybe yeah. some other comedians will come and check the show out if it's close enough. Yeah, absolutely, dude. All right, my brother. It was really good to talk to you. I'm gonna walk off because I got to go to the other side and stop. You're it. good, man. Thanks for okay, having brother. me on. Thank you for coming. Yeah, take care.